Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will be previewing this week in movies, and we will have a Walking Dead recap and a Star Wars Rebels recap. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How are you doing, man? I am, you know, we've been kind of stressing around here, but, you know, doing good for the most part. How are you doing? I am sick. Very sick. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What do you got? I have no idea, but Enrique gave it to me, whatever it is. So, um, Ozzy, will, you will be taking over this episode for the most part because I Definitely. do not feel well. I'm excited. Not, I mean, sort of, really. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I just got into let me tell you something. I mean, I've been getting I've been getting into debates about about work. Uh I mean maybe Bobby can defend me on this. I don't know. I don't know if he'll agree with me. Maybe we should even have a poll of this on the podcast. I've been telling my coworker this. I've been having this is like a random side note. It's like music wise. Okay. I've been like, yo, who's like he tells me that Chris Brown is better than the weekend. I'm just like, yo, what do you mean? I'm gonna need you to pipe down. That's not even true. So it's just it's been it's been very stressful at work, debating everybody. We have like we have like a civil war at work. You know what I mean? Okay. Just saying. So let me get this straight. You, <laughs> I, I, I the, I'm like Ozzy. Please take over this episode. And the first thing you bring up is Chris Brown versus The Weeknd. Yeah, man. Like why not? But anyways, no. But seriously, let's let's just debate at work because that's you asked me like. Like why people are gonna be like, well, why are you stressed? And that's why I'm stressed. This is because having these debates. Hey, I'm trying to like. It's kind of like we're about to go to war, and I need to like have my resources with me. But anyways, but anyway, um, let's talk about these movies coming out this Friday. Um, starting with, I'm gonna start off with Life. Okay. Um, this movie stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, and Ryan Reynolds. Um, I'm to me, this seems this seems like the better movie this weekend coming out. Um, my expectations for this movie are is life, chips, and then all the way down this line is Power Rangers. Um, I really, I really think the movie's gonna suck. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that discussion. We'll talk about um, it. We'll, we'll get into this discussion. But life, life seems like the better movie coming out this year. Um, I feel like honestly, if without seeing this movie, like I still, I feel like this might be the start of a of a trilogy. I could be wrong. Uh, Carlos, what are your thoughts on this on this movie coming out? Um, well, I mean, the cast is what immediately will draw my attention, just because I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds in the movie that sounds awesome, and then you add Rebecca Ferguson, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. Um, and then on top of that, it has the, from the trailer alone, from the first trailer, especially, but it, all the other trailers leading up to it, it has a very alien, original alien, like 1970, what, nine, I think, 70, I think it's 79, uh, alien vibe to it. Like it's obviously in space and obviously it's a very kind of horror vibe to it. Um, so 
I, I'm interested because, I mean, I personally, the first Alien movie is my favorite of the bunch, and to have a movie that's very reminiscent of that, I'm going to be in, and then as I mentioned, the cast, uh, I'm very excited for this movie, and I hope it's good, I really do. The release date is a little curious to me, but at the same time, it's like, when else are they going to release it, so I, 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 I'm I looking forward to this movie, very much so, and I, I agree with you, it's probably probably going to be the best of the bunch I, that's what i put my money on but yeah what about you yeah um I, i'm very interested in this movie it looks really good uh, from from what i can gather the 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 cinematography in this movie looks really good especially the the animation um the green screen looks really great as well um i really and i really do like this this particular idea when it comes to studying alien life mm-hmm. i like the i like the really realistic tone that they have to it where they kind of find something and they think it's small and they think it's cute and then it ends up being something very dangerous so i really do like that aspect of it uh i don't know if you've seen any tv spots man the tv spots get me i'm just like oh god this looks this looks horrible horrible i mean as in good like it looks <laughs> like really like this looks gruesome it looks scary it looks like i'm gonna be like Having my hand over my mouth, like, yo, you're screwed. Um, it, it's, it looks like it's going to be a really intense ride. And I feel like I'm probably going to be claustrophobic because of the amount of space that you have on this one ship just to really get away. I really like this, exactly. this idea. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very, it's a very confined film. Um, and, and the stakes are really high and they show that to you in the trailer. Which is, I think, is really good because if this, we, they don't know if this thing can survive, and if it does survive, it can wipe out the entire planet. So, I mean, that's why I'm thinking it might start a trilogy because, like, what if, what if it ends up being sort of like Planet of the Apes in a way, and you have this organism that's molt. I don't know if it's asexual, but let's say it is, mm-hmm. where it's multiplied over the years, and it's up to these group of survivors to defend themselves against it. So I think it has a pretty. That's what I'm saying. I think it has a, as a has a chance of being a uh, a trilogy. Um, I'm very interested in this movie. I do think it's gonna make. I do think it's gonna be the best of the three. Um, but I think what's gonna win money this this box office weekend is probably gonna be Power Rangers, unfortunately. Um, but okay, Carlos, what do you want? What movie do you want to talk about next? You want to talk about ships or you want to talk Power Rangers? Um, let's get into Power Rangers. Um, oh boy, because I, I really want this is my big question for you why are you so sure that this movie is going to be horrible? The trailers just, I mean, I'm not sure that it's going to be horrible. Look, man, I ah, look the trailers. For me, I feel like I'm the only one who feels like these trailers are not good. Everybody's getting excited. I feel like okay, this after review Beauty and the Beast, I've had a, like a lot of people have seen Beauty and the Beast, and they're just like, "Oh my gosh, it's amazing! Like it's it's one of Disney's best and like uh, live action movies." And I'm just like, "Really? Were you seeing the same movie I was seeing?" And it's sound and it's kind of like the same aspect for me with these trailers. Everybody's just getting excited for these trailers. I'm just like, "Really?" Are you seeing the same trailer I'm seeing right now? Because these trailers just have not interested me at all. It, it has not really grasped grasped me in any way. It uh, it hasn't really given me any interest in any way. I mean, one of the dumbest lines is this: the girl, like the Yellow Ranger, goes up to her mom and she's just like, "Yeah, I mean, 
me and four other kids. Well, she's not even a kid, but she's just like, yeah, me and four other kids found the spaceship, and I'm pretty sure I'm a superhero. Yeah, I'm so cool. I'm just like, is that supposed to impress me? So like, is that supposed to is that supposed to get me hyped for this movie? The only thing I'm semi looking forward to is Elizabeth Banks because she's an ama- she's an amazing actress. Um, but I just don't think even her because she looks she looks like she's a she looks like she can be a great villain. Honestly, um, she's the thing that really makes me want this movie to succeed is her because she looks like she's going to be a fantastic villain. And but other than that, I mean, I really I, I don't really care for this movie it's just it's just gonna be a disappointment for others but i mean that's just me man i agree with your beauty and the beast comparison to an extent because the thing with beauty and the beast and the thing with that could happen with this movie maybe is that people are going to be viewing it through their nostalgia goggles they have this nostalgia towards beauty and the beast and they have this nostalgia um, towards Power Rangers, and they're going to be like, oh, it's great, no, like, no matter if the movie's actually great or not. Um, and I think that's definitely what's going on with or with Beauty and the Beast, is people are watching it, and they're going, oh my gosh, it was so amazing. It's like, you're letting your nostalgia cloud your judgment on if this movie was actually as great as you want it to be. Um, if you want our full thoughts on Beauty and the Beast, go back and listen to that episode. Um, because we actually don't hate the movie, we just think it's very flawed. Um, but anyway... <clears throat> with with Power Rangers, I think the thing is, but the, the, I think that it definitely could have that situation where people see it and they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's great!" because they love Power Rangers. But the thing I disagree with you on is the trailers. I actually think, and you could say that I'm viewing it through nostalgic goggles if you want, but and but I think the fact that the majority of people are seeing this and saying they're they're actually not bad trailers even doubters or even people who um hate the idea of this movie john campia from collider from collider video has always he's been like this is a horrible idea this movie's gonna suck and even he has admitted that these trailers are not horrible um so that's that's what i'm confused about i really don't think that these trailers are bad and i actually think that the first one especially or maybe it's the second one, is actually pretty good. The one that kind of had the Breakfast Club meets, um, oh, what's that movie called? That found footage movie where they get superpowers. Oh, I'm blanking on the name. But anyway, um, so I actually really do like the trailers for this movie, and I, I don't think that they're bad. I definitely think that there's some bad dialogue in them, and I think we can definitely expect some cheesy dialogue in this movie, but it's almost like, they're kind of embracing the Power Rangers cheesiness, and I, I mean, I'm definitely going to hold the cheesy dialogue against it if it's uh, throughout the movie, but it's almost like they're kind of accepting what it is at this point. I don't know. Um, I mean, the trailers, look, man, for a trailer, for me, for a trailer to really... I'm expecting, like, a trailer to really particularly make me interested. Mm-hmm. And it has not interested me at all. It has not. Uh, for me, it looks like a cheesy, more adult Power Rangers. It's, it's just not to me, and it's not, it's not convincing me at all. Like the, for instance, the Fast and Fear. The, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I got the title wrong. The Fate of the Furious trailers. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, I got that title wrong, guys. 
Um, the Fate of the Furious trailers. Those trailers to me, again, those aren't. I mean, are they great? Is it a great soundtrack to listen to? Sure, but does it make me more excited for the movie? No, I still think it's a really dumb idea. I still think it's really dumb how they can't end it at seven when they should have. I I don't think those trailers are good. It doesn't. It hasn't grasped. It hasn't convinced me to go. Wow, I want to spend twelve dollars on this movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I, it, same thing for Power Rangers. It hasn't hasn't interested me enough for me to say, okay, let me go. Let me go out of my way to go see this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it anyways, because regardless, I have to. But I mean, it it's not making me want to. You know what I mean? Um, it's not like the thing that I can give DC is, do their movies suck? Hell yeah! But do they make great trailers? Of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, that's kind of like Michael Bay. Like Michael Bay. Like we all know that Transformers, um, fought the last night will probably suck. But did the first two trailers make me go? You know what? It might be good. Of course, of course. Um, and then the, the third last trailer uh, happened. The third trailer, I was just like, no, no. Jeez, that's horrible. Oh, they called. They said that I fight like a girl. Well, so you want to fight like a girl? Fall. I'm like, what? Okay. Um, let's not. Anyways, though, uh, that's my whole thing. Uh, All right. Also, you want to know what the difference is between you and I with this movie? I, because I, I think that we both see that it has the potential to be horrible. Um, we both. You have been very clear about that, and I, I will admit that as well. I think worst case scenario, this thing is Fantastic Four, like Fan Four Stick or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that's the worst case scenario, but I think best case scenario is honestly Chronicle is that movie that I couldn't think of the name earlier, but I remembered it Chronicle. I think that's the best case scenario for this movie and I'm still looking forward to it just because I kind of hope that it's on the high end. I I saw a TV spot earlier today or a YouTube spot earlier today because it wasn't on TV. It was on YouTube. Um, because I was I was watching some I was watching some cutscenes from a video game, and I saw a TV spot for Transformers, and it was one of not Transformers I'm sorry Power Rangers, uh-huh. and it was one of those ads where you, you can't you have to view it you know you can't skip it yeah so I saw it and they had the huge robot dancing wait what dancing like you know how they all go into like a robot form yeah you know what I'm saying yeah they had it dancing. Carlos, uh, I haven't seen that, so I can't comment on that. But I don't um, know. That makes me really doubt the capacity of this movie at this point. I'm just like, and and I'm I'm just like, you guys. I'm just trying fighting. to get. Honestly, I'm just trying to get you to not decide that this movie is gonna suck before you see it. <laughs> I have very low expectations for this movie. So if it sucks, it's not gonna be on my top. It's not gonna be on my top disappointing list. If anything, it's gonna be in my top. I told you so lists because. I don't even think we've even had those before, no. but um, <laughs> but I mean that's just that's just my opinion, man. I, I'm not really excited for this movie, um, but the movie I am excited for is Chips. Chips looks like it's gonna be a great time. Um, I, I'm really excited for this movie. I think the trailer made me laugh. What do you what do you uh, what do you think about this movie? I'm mildly excited for this movie. I think look, I mean, there's some moments in the trailer that made me laugh, some moments that didn't. I'm somewhat excited for it they haven't really been pushed i mean they've been somewhat pushing it but i don't know i i'm i'm not like i i'm not okay i mean this is a horrible example but going into mike and dave need wedding dates i was like oh my gosh this movie's gonna suck 
Um, obviously, that movie majorly surprised me, but that was the first thing that popped in my head as to like negative expectations. And um, it's not this movie's not at that level, but I'm not like really looking forward to this either. It's just eh, I'm, I'm gonna see it. Hopefully, it's good. I don't know. I think Chips is going to be the movie that we review on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, because we want to see Life and Power Rangers. Power Rangers is obviously going to be reviewed on Saturday. It's going to be up on Saturday. Yeah. And I think Life is going to be most likely also up on Saturday as well. Um, But I think Chips has the potential to be good. It's definitely going to be the one that makes the less amount of money. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, when you got to, again, people, a big box office name is Ryan Reynolds. Uh, especially after Deadpool, it's Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think Power Rangers is gonna win because obviously the 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 the, uh, the nostalgia. Um, I think Life is gonna be second, uh, possibly even a close second, just because of uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Ro- Rebecca Ferguson. People are gonna be, like, why aren't you saying Rebecca Ferguson? Rebecca Ferguson is still getting known. Um, for me, her I, I, I noticed her the first time I saw her was in Mission Impossible 5 Rogue Nation. So, I mean, she's still getting her name out there. I feel like the, the more her name gets put out there, the more people are going to really start to notice her more. And I think this is the first film, if I'm not mistaken, Carlos, you can correct me if I'm wrong, where they actually have her name on the, on the title now when it comes to the movie. So, you know, I feel like this could. This is also a huge opportunity for her as well to really be a box office, uh, a box office star. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third, the third is for me is Chips. Do you agree with that or? Probably. I. Uh, well, I wouldn't be surprised if Beauty and the Beast is still number one when it comes to the box office. But if you're, if we're just talking the new movies, then Power Rangers. You're right. Is probably going to be number one. Yeah, I'm still talking. I'm just talking about this weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, if we still, I mean, if we're adding Beauty and the Beast, I mean, I think it, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast still has the potential to be one. If not, it's going to be a close to, then life, then chips, and then so on and so forth from yeah. there. Um, but again, I mean that that's just my hypothesis when it comes to box office and and March. We're yeah. getting uh, we're getting close to April, and April is going to be a very quiet month. Uh, the only big movie that I know of that's coming out in April is The Fate. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, the yeah. Fate of the Furious. April uh. <laughs> is going to be dominated by that movie financially. I mean, it's going to be that and then nothing else, really. So I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about that movie, honestly, because I'm interested to see if it's good. Mm-hmm. And if it's not good, then I'm excited to tear it apart. Yeah. We'll probably have an episode about that franchise as a whole at some point. Yeah, I need to go back and look at all those movies. I own five and six, uh, but I don't know. I haven't seen the rest of them in such a long time. Wow. Well, yeah. So we probably have to have. We probably have to watch like. Probably have to do like a marathon or something. Um. But definitely, that is definitely our preview of this week in TV. Uh, we're gonna throw it over to the Walking Dead guys. So stay tuned for that. Welcome to the Walking Dead recap spoiler review for last week's episode and any other episode that happened this current season and the seasons beyond if you guys are not caught up with The Walking Dead. Please uh, don't listen to this. Uh, I'm joined with my co-host 
uh, during these recaps. Enrique Chiraboga, man. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. I feel like this season's coming to a wrap, and I don't know. It, it could have been better, but... Here we are. It's it's been all right. Yeah, I mean it's it's been an all right it's been an all right uh season for the for the most part. We have some great moments, some low moments, uh, aka the green screen oh, <laughs> a few gosh, episodes ago. That was, so bad. Uh, that was that was a really low, arguably the lowest in the show's <laughs> history, honestly. Um, but let's start off with this episode. <laughs> we can discuss uh past episodes this ha- this past season. Um, so what are your general thoughts about this episode, Enrique? Did you like it? Did you love it? Uh, what are some what are some of your thoughts? I didn't love it. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. It was a lot of cleanup. Like I feel like over the season we've had a lot of like messy story points that go somewhere, and then we haven't had ends connect. And I feel like this episode they took the time to like fix everything and make everything connect well. Okay, all right, that's good, man. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say, for the most part, yeah. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I don't think it was like messy. Like any messy storylines being cleaned up or anything, I, th- I just thought that. Um, first of all, my my first positive is Rosita. She's no longer being a douche anymore. Uh, yeah, that's that's good. I mean, that's a positive. I mean, she's no longer an annoying character. Uh, we we sort of get some character development on her part in this episode with Sasha. And first, she starts out being a douche again. She says she goes up, like she sees that shot that Sasha that Sasha is wearing this necklace that Abraham gave to her. And saw and then um uh what's her name? Um Rosita was just like Rosita was just like do you like it? Cause I made it. And I was like, yo, why you gotta be a douche, bro? <laughs> but uh you see that she has some heart to heart with uh with Sasha though, which is really good characterization and I thought that was a good part. I actually ended up liking her this episode. Um what do you think about that? I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. Rosita's been annoying. Yeah, lately. Rosita's been a I very feel like she got character. better. I don't know how I love their final conclusion in the episode between the two characters. With Sasha's decision was kind of like really off the charts and random kind of, I don't know. I didn't love it. Yeah, I mean, the I like conclusion it, like I liked where it was going, yeah. but the conclusion of it, I think it was really dumb. I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you think Sasha uh, she's Sasha. Dead. Sasha goes she's in there die. and she and she just goes, uh, she just goes on a suicide mission. So you think she? You think she's dead? Oh, you know she's out of this. Yeah. Okay. No question. <laughs> because I know, like behind the scenes, like the actress has signed on to do a new Star Trek show, and that might have some influence in that say. But I think she's gone. She's think she's gone. Yeah, I think I hope. Hopefully, they make like a good situation out of this. Make like a great moment with her death or something. But yeah. Otherwise, I think she's out of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy because we didn't we didn't necessarily see a body. Mm-hmm. Um, we always. I hope we will. <laughs> so I'm saying. Really that's what I'm saying. Up, I mean, the yeah. only. T- I, I don't. I think for the only instance we didn't see someone die was uh, Andrea back in season three. But oh, we yeah. knew that she died. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because she got bit, and then she just uses Rick's revolver, and you hear mm-hmm. the gunshot. Um, I mean, maybe. I mean, because I, I think I think I mean, there's a possibility. I mean, I could be stupid, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's also a possibility because yeah. it's The Walking Dead that I someone tackles the hell out of her. Because <laughs> mm. you see Negan going up, and he's like, "This is the beginning of something," and I'm just like, Ooh, "I don't know. I don't know. I don't know." Um. 
All right, so that thought that was okay. What do you think about? I really, I think the, I think the highest point this episode was the scene between Daryl, Maggie, uh, Daryl and Maggie. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just literally getting off of work right now, so my brain's still kind of fried. But Daryl and Maggie, I thought their moment was really good, and I really enjoyed that moment. What do you think about that moment? I, I thought it was a fan. It was great. It was really good. I when I earlier I said this episode was cleanup. By that I was meaning like I feel like this scene should have happened a lot earlier in the season. Yeah, but they took away Daryl's. Uh, yeah, I know. But like I feel like we're finally getting some mourning, which I feel like we didn't get a lot of. We got like a couple so, moments so for, like you, in general, like the characters. I see what you're saying because a lot of people were gonna a lot of, there were a lot of theories going on that that Maggie was gonna be pissed off at Daryl and mm-hmm. was gonna blame Daryl. But she ends up saying it's not your fault. Um, yeah. It's it's his fault. He's the one who decided to wield the bat and everything. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do that. And I thought that was a really powerful moment. I, I did I did love the fact that Daryl could barely look at her, mm. and then he just broke down and he was just like, "I'm sorry." I really did like that moment. Um, and we find out Jesus is gay. Oh. Jesus is gay. We <laughs> <laughs> find out Jesus is gay. I was like, "What?" Um, that was crazy. That was crazy. I did not see that coming. But congrats, man. I think he should go. I think honestly, honestly though, I think he should find somebody. I think uh, I think he needs to do that. Um, I heard that he's gonna get with Aaron. I a love triangle is gonna form between. Honestly, Aaron no, and no, because honestly, guy. honestly, I would like Aaron with Jesus though, because they're both they're both um. They both, they're both strong guys, and they both can handle their own. I feel yeah. like Aaron's boyfriend is always just like, no, we shouldn't do that. Like, you <laughs> stop. need to stop. Like, seriously? And I'm like, no, man. Like, you like you guys got to fight. Um, mm-hmm. So I really, so if I had to say, if I had to say Jesus, like, you need to go for someone, I would say you need to go for Aaron. Um, but definitely, I was like, Jesus is gay. That's crazy. That was great, though. That's great for him, I guess. Um, <laughs> um I thought that was. I'm still. I'm just upset with Sasha that she didn't really tell Maggie that the, the whole thing that was going on. Yeah. That, that was stupid. I really like Gregory this episode. You really liked him. I. I the character is like awful. Like you hate him, <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> like the actor is like great, and I like. I love all the hilltop. Like I wish. I really like the hilltop. Like this episode really made me like the hilltop a lot. Like I love the dynamic there. I feel like we. I wish we could be there more often. I feel like. Oh yeah, because the opening scene. The opening scene was them really just them training. Yeah. To fight off the the saviors. Which was a really interesting scene, by the way. Uh, you get you get the opening of that. Um, I I really like I really like this episode in the sense of in the terms of like the hilltop. I'll agree with you there. Mm -hmm. It was a really good hilltop dynamic. Um, what do you, what are your predictions for next, for the next, for the, for the next episode? Ooh, good question. Who do you, wait, side note, who do you think was at the end? Because a lot of people are saying Daryl because that was the obvious thing, but a a lot of people are also saying Dwight. It looked like Daryl. I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled a Dwight on us. Because that would be really interesting. We would finally get some of him switching to the other side, maybe. It looked like Daryl because Daryl went to Jesus, I believe, and was asking where Sasha went. Yeah, I thought that too. But um, does Dwight have a crossbow? Yeah, he does. So that that's what like. No, but I could have swore I saw Daryl's hair though. Maybe, that's the I thing that know. sold me. I was like, okay, Maybe, it's um, 
I feel it's, like that would be a good opportunity to throw Dwight in there. But it might be just Daryl. Depends. I don't know, man. I mean, Dwight... You haven't been, seen Dwight in a while. Well, Dwight's gone too far at this point. I mean, he's over... Like, he basically killed... Used Negan's hand to basically kill the doctor yeah. that they had there. Um, just to save just to save the woman that he loved, which a lot of people would say, oh, he's not, but he's just trying to save the girl he loves. No. He still ended up killing that person. Um, and he's done a lot of horrible things. <sighs> Back in season six, we, we lost that. We lost, uh, we lost that character. For, we, we lost Alexandria's doctor guys. Um, but anyways, yeah, but he's done a, he's done a, he's done a lot of bad stuff. So I don't know if they're going to try to like switch it up from the comics or anything. Um, what'd you, th- okay. What'd you think about Eugene deciding to stay? I thought he was just, I thought he was so. That bothered me a little bit. Because, like, it, it threw me off. Like, I was for sure thinking, like, oh, he's going to go with them and we're going to have something else going on. But he just, like, full-out coward. I was kind of disappointed. I was mad. I was disappointed, man. He was just like, I didn't ask you guys to come. I'm not going over there. Because if they find that I'm going over there, then they're going to kill me. Like, oh, God, he is such... I need to look at the comics. I need to look at the comics and see. I don't really know what happens to Eugene in the comics. No, I need to see. I need to go back and read uh, what's going on with him sort of around when the saviors are involved. Yeah. Because he's such a coward. Such a coward. Oh, I remember one thing that happens. In the, don't spoil in, it. But yeah, I shouldn't say it in the comics. No, it's not like a. Say it. I don't think you should say okay, it. Okay, I won't say it. Because it might be a, it might be a spoiler. It's it a relationship a thing with Eugene. Oh, I know that part, but still, it might be a spoiler. Um, but no, uh, I need to see, I need to see his character in the comics. See if he's a coward there. I just, I don't like it. He's too much of a coward here. Yeah. Um, he really disappointed me. I thought he, I thought we were growing past that. I really Mm -hmm. did think we were going past that with him, but you still see that he's back to his old ways. So the only thing that really sees me, that I really see from him is that he's smart. Other than that, he's still the same annoying guy, basically. Um, so let's get back to my original question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of your theories for the next episode? Uh, we saw Gregory come up behind Maggie with a knife. That was very interesting. I'm excited for that. Hoping that goes somewhere. Um, otherwise, I can't really remember the preview that well. Um, I remember. I remember that. Pre- I remember the preview pretty well. I mean, I think we go back to. I'm gonna call them the Walking Dead Amazons. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about the the ocean sign. Oh, that's what yeah. they're called. That's what they're called, the Ocean Side. Yeah, yeah, that's their community name. Oh boy, um, I'm still gonna call them the Walking Dead Amazons because they're they're pretty mm-hmm. they're pretty great. I yeah, mean, they're they're, they're of... like they're all they're all like their own women. Like they're like a society filled with women mm-hmm. that can kick everybody's butt, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy how we got them in the Walking Dead. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. Um. I'm one, I'm interested to see if Rick is actually going to convince them to really join their cause because we see we see them we see that there's an initial an initial conflict at first but I don't know if he's going to actually like I don't know if he's going to win that conflict and really say hey I'm not here to like kill you guys I just want you guys as assistants yeah. if you guys don't want to help then we'll just leave and we'll leave you guys alone maybe I don't know we saw so, I thought we saw a, like a very violent encounter between them in the trailer. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Mistaken, I mean, they're very. So I, I mean, I mean, they're very happen. hostile. Oh so yeah. 
That very was a shoot on site. <laughs> yeah, very hostile. So, I mean, again, we'd have to see uh, where it would really go from there. I mm-hmm. mean, I think it'd be an interesting dynamic yeah. to have them both. I mean, I would love to have the Walking Dead hashtag unity. <laughs> unity. <laughs> just everyone just being nice to each other, I guess. I don't know. That's what I'm saying, man. That's, that's why, exactly that's, that's what why I'm, I'm hoping saying, for man. that time jump. I mean, we're going we're gonna to get it. I mean, I hope we get it next season where the kingdom, the hilltop, mm-hmm. the trash bag colony. <laughs> the garbage um, people. <laughs> the Walking Dead Amazons. Guys, even though they're called the Ocean Side, I'm still going to call them the Walking Dead Amazons. They're just, they're amazing. They mm-hmm. just, they're, I want more. Um, I'm interested to see where it all goes. I'm interested to see where it all goes. Um, but this has been our Walking Dead recap, and I'm going to throw it over to Star Wars Rebels with Carlos and Jesse. Right, and we're back with another Rebels recap. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that, Eli. Uh, got a little loud there for a second. I'm, I'm usually not a very loud person, so that was that kind of took him by surprise, I think. Uh, but anyway, we're here to talk about Twin Sons, a very looked forward to episode um, by me and most of those who knew it was coming. Uh, how about you, Carlos? I'm probably the most highly anticipated episode of Rebels, maybe ever. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I guess Vader's first appearance would have been very highly anticipated as well, but, I mean, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, uh, basically, this was an episode about Maul tracking down Obi-Wan on Tatooine. Yeah, and it basically, I mean, the, the way this was sold and what, what this ended up being was the epic, I guess, conclusion to Obi-Wan and Darth Maul's storyline. They're struggle yeah i mean the the of course they fought in episode one and we thought he was dead but he's not yeah. he comes back in the clone wars and they have this mall storylines were the best in the entire series in definitely my opinion. in clone wars yeah. and this kind of uh just wraps it all up yeah and i really liked it oh this this episode is amazing i tweeted after i saw it it's the best episode of rebels thus far and I probably i don't I don't know. I, I think it's the best episode of Rebels, and probably even Clone Wars. I know that's a controversial statement. People love Clone Wars. I it it's a great episode. I'm sorry, it was. <laughs> so, what about you? Do you have any thoughts on that? I'm contemplating whether or not it's the best episode of Clone Wars. Uh, I don't. That's going to take some thought for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've, you haven't seen it all, though. I, yes, I have. Have I, you? I finished Clone Wars. I thought you said you didn't. I'm pretty sure I did. Okay. Well, anyway. I mean, I'm pretty sure I did. Unless there's something <laughs> I, I'm missing. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, th- I thought you told me that you hadn't. But anyway, okay. So let's do a quick recap, and then we'll get into some discussion, because yep. there's a lot to discuss. Okay. I think this is going to be a longer yeah. thing. And I'm going to try to talk more than you are, Carlos, because you're sick. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> anyway, this episode opens up with Maul wandering through the wastelands of Tatooine, struggling and seemingly dying. And then um, he talks about he, he needs to lure Obi-Wan out because he can't find them. Because he knows that 
Obi-Wan is going to help somebody. So he has to figure out how. And I was really expecting something like how he lured him out in the Clone Wars. In the Clone Wars, he lured Obi-Wan out by slaughtering an entire city full of people. That's where I thought they were, they were, it was going as well. Yeah, but I mean, I guess that would have come up before now. Yeah. I guess. Like in somewhere in Star Wars canon, like an entire city of people being killed off. Mm-hmm. Shortly before the Galactic Civil War begins. Well, really begins, I guess. Um, but anyway, um, then he pulls, he holds out this little tiny triangle, the little brown and covered in sand, and we're like, well, what's that? And then it cuts to Ezra, and both holocrons are... or The one holocron is playing the recording of Obi-Wan warning everyone not to go back to the Jedi Temple in Episode 3. And then uh, all of a sudden that ends... And Maul, there's some screaming or Maul's voice or something like that. I don't remember exactly what coming from the Sith holocron sitting beside it. And uh, yeah, and Ezra decides, oh, oh Master Obi Wan needs our help. Even, yeah. So he's apparently not dead. Yeah. Um. I re- uh, man, this this part was I, I was really contemplating like and kind of confused on if I like was in love with this part or not basically because we all knew that Ezra or that that as soon as they show the holocron right and they show the message from Obi-Wan and you start to figure out and Ezra is being called back basically to Tatooine he's saying all right I'm gonna go to Tatooine right right we we all knew that that means that Maul was luring him there right I mean, I knew Maul was luring him there, but I wasn't sure also if, like, the Jedi holocron was calling out because Obi-Wan actually did need help or did need to yeah. be at least warned. But do we think that... Were you frustrated by Ezra's kind of being... Ezra being gullible again and falling for the same Maul trick again, basically? I mean, kind of, yeah. But... I don't know. Yeah, it, it I mean, didn't. It it, it yeah. it's definitely it's been there before, but it didn't bother me so much. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I really like the episode, obviously, but it was one thing I was just like, again, Ezra, come on, <laughs> like, how many times? I mean, but I guess that shows his. I guess I like it in a sense because it shows his susceptibility to the dark side and that those kind of things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and he didn't go dark like we wanted to this him to this season. But we got little glimpses of it, and yeah. we still got one episode to go. Yeah, true. And uh, I don't think that episode is going to end well, but more on that later. So yeah, I then after that, uh, Ezra is talking, and to everybody, he's like, "Oh, we need to uh, get back to the get back and uh, rescue Obi Wan or whatever." Yeah. Which I mean, he does. Does he need rescuing? Mm-hmm. No, but it's no. a plot device. So <laughs> whatever. Um, and uh, Hera makes a great point of, you know Lothal better than anyone, and we're about to go into our final assault against them yeah. to free uh, Lothal. So, no, you can't go anywhere. you got to help mm-hmm. us. And he says, oh, okay. But then... Then he t- takes, what, an A-wing? He steals an A-wing yeah. um, and flies it to Tatooine yeah. and ends up getting it blown up with some... Uh, by some uh, Tuscan Raiders, which yeah. that definitely looked like the same gorge that Luke got stuck in. Back yeah. At- uh, this this whole thing reminded me. It just made me think that Ezra is so much like a young Anakin. Like you know, he, yeah. he that this is totally something Anakin would do. He'd get really passionate about this is something he thinks he should do, and then he'd 
do something towards that goal that he thinks he should be moving towards, but completely ignore the repercussions of what he's doing. And see, I thought I saw it as kind of like an. I totally agree with that, but I also saw it as kind of like a dark side version of the Tuscan Raider scene in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Because okay, the Raiders pretty much corner him exactly like they do yeah. Luke, and uh, start attacking. But instead of Obi Wan showing up and scaring them away the nonviolent way, Maul shows up and slaughters them all, mm-hmm. and then disappears. It's it's just a dark side version of that. Yeah. Do you think? Because this happens very close to A New Hope, right? The start of A New Hope? Yeah, I think so. I think we're within a year or two. Yeah, pretty close, right? So, I mean, this could give some... I mean, obviously they have other reasons to be afraid of a Jedi, but this could be more an even more recent reason for them to be afraid of Obi-Wan, right? Well, uh, he's afraid. Of, they're afraid of Obi-Wan because he's imitating the call of a crate dragon. Oh, uh, okay. Which well, fair them. enough. Lore. Learn it. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's just, it, it's weird and hard to explain. Is that even canon anymore, though? I think it is. I don't know. Because they changed it to sound more like what Lucas decided a crate Dragon sounds like <laughs> in the special editions. Okay. So, I, anyway, don't get me on that. Um, uh, but, yeah, oh, yeah, and uh, we forgot to mention Chopper stowed away. Yeah. So, Chopper's there now, and uh, they... Uh, he stows away, and he runs out of battery, and mm-hmm. he gets stranded in the desert, and um, they get found by Obi-Wan. Yep. And Obi-Wan charges up Chopper and then tells Ezra that he needs to leave, leave now mm-hmm. because he already knows Maul's coming, and he knows that he was going to try to avoid a fight altogether, but he can't now. He knows that he's got to fight Maul. He's got to end this cycle. Um, so, uh, of course, Ezra doesn't want to listen. Yep. And uh, I had to think for a second. Well, Ezra goes through that whole thing where he's in the desert, right? Yeah, yeah. And that huge storm <clears throat> comes. I loved that scene. I really like. It was number one. It was beautiful to look at. It was a oh yeah when he's struggling through the sandstorm. Yes. Yeah. Um, the whole sandstorm scene and the emotion of kind of Chopper shutting down and Ezra kind of realizing his mistake at that point. Yeah, I mean, that's the equivalent of Chopper dying. Like, he, it's temporary, yeah. but still, like, if he couldn't find a charger, then that's Chopper's yeah. dead. Yeah, and he, he real. I mean, at that moment when at, Chopper kind of shuts down, he realizes his mistake. He's just like, I, we, I can't turn back, and there, there's no hope in me going forward, you know? So I, I just love that moment. I thought it was so powerful the way that it, that it kind of unfolded like that. Um, and then obviously he passes out. And then because the way the episode kind of unfolds, you don't know who's going to come to his rescue. Is it going to be Maul or is it going to be Obi-Wan? Yeah, because he, he's been seeing visions of Maul this entire time. Exactly. And, and I honestly kind of thought it would be Maul. Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> to have it be Obi-Wan... Um, was kind of relieving, um, and it's just like, okay, so where are we going now? Um, I, did, I, I really loved, though, just a side yeah. note, of Obi-Wan's voice. They got somebody to imitate uh, his Alan sir, yeah. Uh, yeah, Alan Guinness, for, uh, mm-hmm. from A New Hope. So it was more authentic. Like, it would kind of throw you off if it was the old Clone Wars voice. Yeah. But anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to and then Obi-Wan and Ezra meeting was... It, it, that was great to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do, do you have anything else, or do we want to get into the kind of battle? I 
I think I'm good. I mean, he sends Ezra away yeah. on the do-back when, uh, when, right before Maul shows up. Yeah. He senses Maul is coming and sends Ezra away yeah. to the north. And um, then there's Maul. Yeah. And I will say, honestly, guys, I was expecting them to turn like half this episode into this giant lightsaber duel. And that's not how, that's not what happened. It lasted um, a couple seconds. And it was brilliant. It was really good. Like it was brilliant. They both like kind of did flourish their lightsabers in the same ways they used to in the old in the movies and the shows. In a way. In a way. Because uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. Obi Wan he starts out in that normal position where it's like the clone where is the Clone Wars kind of his starting position or whatever with, the, with his hand with over, his hand up there. and the lightsaber out. Yeah, and from the movies as well. And then it transitions, like he switches after that. He starts out like that, and then he switches to two hands on the lightsaber. Yeah. And I thought that was perfect, and it kind of encapsulated the entire episode and what this episode and this season of Rebels has been and what this whole year of Star Wars has been with Rogue One coming out, Mm -hmm. connecting the prequel stuff with the original trilogy. Yeah. Kind of tying those things together. And that's what that did because you have him starting on that old prequel kind of form form and then, and then transitioning to how he's how he fights in episode four. Yeah. He 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 did it and it was that was a great transition. And and then Maul yeah. doesn't change a thing. No. He's just there. And then they both kinda of just kinda of stare at each other for a moment. Yeah. Grimacing and growling and then uh, Maul moves in, and Obi-Wan takes one swipe, mm-hmm. slices uh, Maul's lightsaber in half, and hits Maul. Yep. And I love the subtlety of it, because, all right, any... I mean, a lot of other shows have sort of been, like, some gruesome kind of thing where you see him getting cut open or whatever. Yeah. And But I like the subtlety of it. Number one, because it's Star Wars. I mean, obviously, from a logistical standpoint, they're not going to make it some bloody thing because, you know, it's a kid's show. But I, I just, I, I think it was graceful in a way, you know. And it was. It, it was super smooth. And it's and very Obi-Wan. And even, like, even if you go back and watch, like, um, episode one, when he cuts... Maul in half, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't... Like, I remember as a kid, like, I was, like, always confused because I couldn't tell that he would cut him in half. It wasn't until I was older that I was like, oh, that's his legs falling down, like, yeah, when he it, fell. It's just smooth, and he doesn't gloat. He doesn't yeah. go overboard. He just does what needs to be done and no more. And they both freeze in that position for a minute. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan gently catches Maul mm-hmm. as he falls to the ground so that he doesn't hit the ground, and they have a little conversation Yeah, where... uh. Maul asks, is he the chosen one? Obi-Wan agrees, and then Maul says, he will avenge us, and then dies. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, this is so good. (laughs) Because in that moment, Maul realizes, like, that Obi-Wan wasn't who he should have been. I mean, I I guess he still had that anger towards Obi-Wan, right? Right. I mean, he had grown to realize that the Sith as a whole who... Are who he had his issues with, which I think, but in the the whole Clone Wars storyline, and then the uh, Son of Dathomir storyline in the mm-hmm. comics, he realized who his enemy was. His mm-hmm. enemy is Sidious, mm-hmm. but he can't go against Sidious. Exactly. So he just pours it all out on Obi Wan. Yeah, uh, I I 
I think that this episode ended perfectly. I know people are going to have problems and have had problems with, oh, it should have been a longer battle. I mean, they built it up to the... No. You, you have perfect. to embrace the subtlety of it, embrace the symbolism of it, and just, I mean, I, I thought it worked perfectly. They, they were do- they're done fighting. They're old men yeah. at this point. They're done having their these long, prolonged... Yeah. Battles. They're just going to do what has to happen. And you, I, I wonder. Would, I, I wonder if Maul even knew that he was going to die. I probably. Know, at least part of him did. Yeah. Because he just accepted it right then. Um, so real quick, let me finish up the wrap up. Yeah. Then I've got a few questions for okay. you. Um, so then we just see that, and then uh, Ezra uses Maul's ship to return to um, the base and asks everybody to forgive him and. Uh, they all live happily ever after. Now, to prepare for their assault on Lothal, which we're going to see next week in the finale, the two-part finale, um, or hour-long finale, I guess you could say. But who is the chosen one, Carlos? Is he the chosen one? There is some debate, and I haven't read anything. I just know that there's arguing online. I haven't read any reviews, haven't watched any reviews because I've been saving for this. Who is the chosen one to which Maul is referring? Because Maul does point out that Obi-Wan is protecting someone. Mm-hmm. I think Maul kind of knows who. Not yeah. exactly, but he knows who. Is he referring to Luke or Vader as the chosen one that will avenge the both of them? I I would say Vader. All right. Be, I mean, I guess I. I don't know. I mean, I, ultimately, does it really matter? I mean, I mean, I don't. Well, that this. Some people, I feel like, like I said, I haven't read anything, but some people, knowing the Star Wars community, are going to suggest that this is changing the canon so that Luke is the chosen one and not Anakin. Especially since Obi Wan acknowledges that in Episode Three that Anakin was supposed to be the chosen one. Yeah. And then here he says, doesn't say the name, but says, yes, he is the chosen one. Is he referring to Luke or Anakin? Well, I think, I mean, Obi-Wan's definitely referring to Luke at this point, right? Is he? I I would assume so. I mean, yeah, because Obi-Wan has already accepted, like, there's no other reason he would be protecting Luke. To begin, I mean, I mean, I guess it'd just be a good person, but you know, there's no. He, I think he knows that Luke is the chosen one, and I mean, I don't know. That's how I always took it when I. That's how I, I had always taken it was that Luke was the chosen one. So you said Luke is the chosen yeah. one. Yeah. All right. See, I still think that Anakin is the chosen one. Okay. Um, I do agree with you that uh, Obi Wan thinks that. Luke is the chosen one. Yeah. But Luke isn't the one that restored balance to the yeah. Force, which I would I argue... Think that's fair. I would argue that there is still not balance to the Force at the end of Return of the Jedi. There's just a very strong light side presence. Um, that's not balance. And I think that Episode Eight is going to build on these, this being the repercussions of that. Yeah. But anyway, especially after seeing this theme of balance we've been seeing in uh, Rebels yeah. lately... Anyway, uh, yeah, that's the big topic that everybody's been talking about. That I can't wait to see what some other people are saying now that we're talking about this. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I I think that Luke, that Obi Wan is referring to Luke. I 
I think that Maul might be referring to Anakin still, though. I agree. I, I think that's definitely... And that's what I was kind of debating when you were just asking that. I was like, they could be referring to each of them different people. Yes, that's what I think happened. Because, I mean, who better than Maul to understand the meaning of balance? To hate the dot, the dark side and hate the, the pure light side at the same time and need to find that balance. Now, he prefers the dark, but that's because what that's what he knows. That's, uh, to quote Bane, uh, he was raised in the dark. He didn't just adopt it like Anakin did. He <laughs> yeah. knows that Anakin can return. Yeah. And what those implications are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, next week is our finale. I don't think it's going to end well for our crew because I think they're finally going to unleash Thrawn. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we might actually see some major death. I hope so. I, I hope so. Uh, maybe kill Zeb. Yeah. He's I, been, he's been kind of useless this season. That's true. <laughs> kill Zeb. Uh, Sabine's gone. Sabine's already gone. I um, mean, we're, our team is st- starting to kind of fall apart, especially if they kill somebody. Oh, nope. I was about to say, what if they kill Hera, but she's in Rogue One. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, maybe Kanan. Oh, oh my gosh. Kill Kanan. I could see that. And Ezra would just go berserk. But anyway, all right. We'll wait until next week. Um, right now, any final thoughts, Carlos? Um... Nothing really. I didn't like. I said this was great TV. That's that's what it was. I just I I cannot overstate how much just that little movement by Obi Wan kind of meant and encapsulated everything that Star Wars has been doing recently. I I loved it. Yeah. Agreed. All right, Jesse. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Colonel Swink. All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. You can also find Ozzy on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. And then make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, we got tons of content on the YouTube channel, so definitely check that out. And also the website, ScreenFellows.com. we got written reviews for Beauty and the Beast, all, this, all the major movies you have written reviews for, so definitely check that out as well. Thank you for joining us for the Rebels recap and the Walking Dead recap and the main episode. I suggest a new strategy. Only different in your mind.